The Metagamers Anonymous Actual Play Series is sponsored by Lone Wolf Development, makers of Hero Lab. Find out more on their website at wolflair.com and by Plate Mail Games. Enhance your tabletop role-playing experience with ambient soundscapes and great plot hooks courtesy of Plate Mail Games at platemailgames.com. The following program may contain content not suitable for all audiences. Uh, this is Eric. I'm here with uh, Jonica. She's the pretty one. Why are you looking at me? William. Hello. Jason. Hello. Wanted to talk just real quick about this uh, episode of the actual play series for Zeitgeist because we had uh, an unfortunate mishap with uh, episode prior. The last episode that we posted was actually the the capture of you guys remember the when you get you catch him in Bannon you took you took down the mayor. So the last thing the listeners have listened to at this point was that big battle outside the manor house, which I'm sure was exciting to listen to. Uh, <laughs> the clatter of dice, the crinkle of paper chip. Yeah, that stuff. The next thing that happens in the beginning of this session will be starting with the aftermath of that entire adventure, which means that everything that happened from the moment that the battle with McBannon ended was lost. Now, it's important to note that if you've listened to the episode and you move on to this episode, you may not really notice anything missing because the the break in that was so natural that it really works. However, there are ramifications of what we missed that will come up (laughs) again and again in discussions in later sessions. So I thought we just... Touch base on it real quick. Do you guys remember what happened next? Not really. I was thinking Sarah vanished then, but... No, Sarah, by Sarah we're talking about uh, Brick's girlfriend. The villain. Uh, The villain. (laughs) Well... uh, Because... Not yet. It's (laughs) Jason's character. There's the uh, introduction of... Well, the the, the character was introduced in the background, at least in any case, in previous sessions. There's a point at which she was captured... A few sessions back. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys know that she was captured by um, the Steel Shaper. Right. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you didn't necessarily know what, to f- what you were going to find. So this, after dealing with Bannon, uh, while the earthquakes were going on and the, and the witch oil and all that stuff, you guys ended up going down into his workshop, which was underground behind the house. Right. And in there you found like this um, this engine that Flox worked on that needed, she needed to restart to control the pressure on the witch oil and stuff that was exploding all over the place. There was the, the villain Creed. Yeah, is that his name? Creed. Mm-hmm. You guys took him down, so the listener did miss on that. On that. So Eric says. Well, you guys. You don't see their dead body. Don't assume they're dead. You um. Well, as I recall, you fall into the witch oil. You killed him, set him on fire, and then knocked him into a a pit of witch oil, which then of course was set ablaze. So we didn't actually see him die. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> and then uh, the other big thing would be Sarah. Yes, found found Sarah as a prisoner down there, freed her. She went upstairs with we, another we, soldier. When we got upstairs, we found the soldier. Had two been, soldiers. Two soldiers had been stabbed, and her knife was in one of them. And Brick took she was the knife gone. and kept it from evidence. Now, if I remember, um, Valayan was introduced during this session too. Yes, but he was actually not he present in the following session for whatever reason. So he would have been. It, it's difficult to remember. It's like he sticks in the shadows or something. <laughs> So there's a couple things we just wanted to mention there. Um, I don't think that you need any more context necessarily. If you have any questions, you can feel free to write us, and um, we'll do our best to remember what happened. But we have it's it all on tape. It's not our fault. So. Blame the batteries and or missing uh, memory card. It's hard to remember what happened. 
If you are keeping these posted regularly, I can tell you all the details. Go, go, go away, Jason. You're done. Thank it's you. like he's distracted by some extraneous series or Enjoy something. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. The second one built in the spring, you probably won't be able to do the winter. Right. But if you get the second one built in the spring. We are slumlords! <laughs> <laughs> we just have a whole slumlords! Well, the, you, you heard me think, feeling's a little low, ain't it? And he said, well, flocks wanted it for the average person. I'm gonna we kick some money their way, but they seem to be cool. I'll just say that. They don't want me to visit the site. Good idea. But I thought um, we could also work on um, some beautification projects in our area. <gasps> yeah! Well, that, that generally raise the uh, You could do the garden! And it cuts down the Because he was like, you know, it is a slum. And I'm like, well, if Flax has her way, it won't be a slum forever. And to be fair, all that has taken into account no other variables. Right. To be fair, I may not give you that big a return on it first because of the property value of the area. Hey, you know what you guys need to invest in? Security. Um. It's nettle. It's supposed to be, in quotes, like you said, the slum. We also will have to pay a small portion because I want to have a manager. And that way, if we have to be out of town... That price assumes a manager. Oh, it does it? Okay. Into the price, in, into the functional price of the, of the money okay, you make Okay, because there's, um, there's chances if you have to leave town, the longer you're gone every day is the longer that um, your workers will abandon or um, basically take well, over your you business. I was not arguing. <laughs> there, there is a bit that we're also RHC, which should leave the workers disinclined to try and take over us. our business. That's true. <clears throat> I hope you lads don't mind, but I brought these dozen constables with me. Well, it's different than running like a tavern or you know somewhere. It depends on the custom. Mm-hmm. With something like this, the the you want the people want it to be a solid thing. The only reason you wouldn't have the army potentially you want is because there because there aren't enough people to fill the rooms. Not going to be so much a problem right now with the nettles. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of land to be bought up because it's empty. It occurs to me. Yeah. Working with Tame, can we uh, see about possibly getting doctors to to do our work for mm-hmm. us? Seeing if just to, to help create goodwill. To create goodwill. Because a lot of the doctors, a lot of doctors might even live in the nettles. But That's most of those factory workers that live in the nettles. Well, I'm certain if we speak with Tame and ask him for suggestions of people who are mm-hmm. a little down on their luck, but good people. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, put people to work when the shipping isn't as good, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you don't have to worry about the winter cutting out too much of their trade or anything because it's a tropical climb. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, to give you some of the basics here, I'm police sorry. and military showed up, um, helped take people into custody. Some of the uh, fleeing manor servants were caught. Some of them that left the estate were even caught. Was McBannon taken out of our custody? Yeah. Okay, I can't remember. It's the manor building itself caught, caught on fire. It wasn't Dallin's and Brick's idea as to what we should do. We were going to take him to the wagon. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But for some reason, we were going to try and escape. However many times it took. You guys were basically 
basically ordered to return to headquarters and Definitely begin the paperwork not trail. No, you're the only lawful good in the group, dear. <laughs> the rest of us are neutral. And nobody chaos. listens to me. <laughs> don't do that. No, no don't she's do in front that. of you. Are, are the three of you neutral good then? Neutral good. Neutral good. Chaotic good? Chaotic okay. good. Lawful good. Yeah. Lawful good. Fucking weird. <laughs> Why is that weird? We're playing constables. Oh. <laughs> right, constables, and I'm the only one that's lawful. You're the good cop. We're, the, we're not the bad cops, but I'm the can... good cop. Sure, right. <laughs> but we've played one on TV. By the end of the day, you find out that uh, McBannon has been removed to a... Top security cell in the main courthouse in Central. The manor building apparently caught fire, probably because of the witch oil probably. conflagration. And uh, apparently continues to burn well into the night. That night, you guys will be able to see it easily from anywhere in town. That's that side of Calder Hill is visible, which it is from Central. I just hope it doesn't mean the Griblies are going to be wandering through the nettles. The what? Griblies? The stuff that killed Vash? Or Vesh? You'll <laughs> get around. Can they kill fish? The ghost things on top of cover now. Oh, right. Yeah, that would sort of put a dampening on your project, wouldn't it? Before you guys head out for the night, Delft does let you know that uh, McBannon hasn't really given anything up. Darn, I make sure you got you Make sure you got your story straight. That's what he fell down on it. He fell down on <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Clumsy bastard. Like Rick said. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's like, uh, and we're all looking at him. <laughs> You're all going to be called to testify. Make sure you got your story straight. Right. Why don't we uh, gather at Alex's house? <laughs> make sure we got everything right. She'll make copies of all the paperwork. <laughs> How long at the courthouse. Uh, me and Brick, at what we work coming along. And <laughs> oh, message. <laughs> Just make sure there aren't any discrepancies. <laughs> Bannon's got a lot of powerful friends. Though the evidence seems a little overwhelming, any inconsistencies could sink the case. Okay. Uh, anything you guys are going to do that night that I need to know about? or um, the, the, the paperwork? Now that Creed is dead, um, Let's all have we have to go check on um, oh. Van Recklinghausen and what's her name? Professor Blah 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 and let them know that um, they are free to go into the wild. Yeah, you're not going to like that. What? Safe house was apparently compromised. While we were away? The uh, uh, constable on duty was dead and uh, Von Reckling Housing's body is inside as well. But the professor is missing. Just when we get a break. Brick's going to take a trip to Sarah's mom's house. Was there anything else in his stuff? What's he going to tell her? She's a traitor. <laughs> that we all he rescued Sarah from captivity. Oh, I do need, I have something I need to do when I'm back and, at the office before I go to the... Uh, when he Then he went back inside. When he came out, she was gone. And presumably alive and well. But has disappeared again. But is... Was not present at the scene. So he's not going to tell her that she may be implicated in anything? No. But if she hears from her, I would like to know. She seems pretty interested in that. <coughs> and what time do we get out of the office? I need to check with Dina about um, the bankers. Oh, yeah. They did manage to pull up account- get uh, some accounts that tied McBannon's okay. finances more directly to the uh, 
uh, or fishy goings on in the in Perry Lake. You're summoned to court the next morning. Yes. First thing in the morning, Rick's going to go to a stylist and chop off all of his hair. Okay. Very short cut. Presentable. Oh, very. But like, uh, like a. Are we in morning? Block cut instead of shoulder length. So a dramatic change. Yes. Is that the person? Mm, why do <laughs> You're summoned to uh, speak with the judge. I get my hair cut all the time. Make the kind of short city governor Roland Stanfield is in attendance. So is the agent who appeared on scene with you guys at the mansion, who is there with Governor Stanfield. No explanation is actually given. A formal hearing is scheduled with a rather significant role of witnesses being put together, both from your reports and which the judge's staff must have had people start looking at immediately after you guys filed them yesterday so that they mm-hmm. can start kind of putting together what they were going to need. Obviously, they want to clear this up quickly, cleanly, and uh, kind of move past it with all the uh, uh, all the trouble that's occurred in the nettles leading up to and is going to inevitably continue to occur as a consequence of this entire mess. The uh, hearing is scheduled for later in the day. Wow, they're moving fast on this. I think they're trying to push for a conviction before his friends can do anything. I think they're trying to get it out of their hair and brushed under a rug. Reporters... Crowds of angry factory workers, disbelieving Nettles residents, starting to fill the streets outside. But who, who let who leak? What? I said who leaked the info? <laughs> yeah, like you could keep something like this. Work was, work was getting out. There's a small group of elite abjurers present to protect the gathered officials. You guys are expected to show up on the, you know a few minutes early, and be ready to mm-hmm. right. uh, testify as necessary. No word yet on whether or not they expect this to actually resolve itself in one fell swoop or if this is going to be a preliminary drag on and on and on. You know, right. if they'll set up an arraignment for full trial or whatever. You guys are there. Dolph is there. Uh, Margaret Saxby is there. At this point, the governor is not. And uh, you're waiting for the hearing to begin. There's a lot of people that kind of look at your group and kind of whisper. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> no, when you do stuff like this, it doesn't always... Um, Bode well. It doesn't always do well for your career. Being a whistleblower on a bad per- on someone with as much power as Mayor McBannon is a lot of times a good way to end a career. It's definitely dangerous. Because technically, other politicians don't want you anywhere near them. Because you might sniff out their dirty... Yeah, if you've got a history of uh, nailing people for their dirty laundry. Pretty sure that and was really bad. Being inspectors and chief inspector, I mean, being chief inspectors and assistant, are, there's a political, there's a political force to it. And so they keep their jobs because they're in good with politicians. And so... Yeah, basically... They don't mind dirty laundry as long as you don't expose it. And this had to be done. It's not that. It's just that people are going to be more wary and, you know. We may, like we may get some shit jobs people. after this while they try to keep us out of the way. And I don't know. The king might still look at us favorably. The king might. The king's not here. I was going to say, king, underneath. king might not even know. I mean, it's only a mayor. <laughs> a district mayor of that. It's the sort of thing that the mayor of it Flint is, is going to try and hush up as quick as possible. Governor. governor. Or governor of Flint is going to... Oh, I dealt with that, Your Majesty. Doesn't mean your names won't somehow get... They're stationed up on Cauldron Hill overnight. What? <laughs> without, the, without the medallion. <laughs> Several minutes after McBannon should have been ushered into the court, a bailiff approaches Delft and speaks quietly with him for a moment, looking anxious. And uh, Delft leans back over the railing towards you guys. Something's wrong. Go check it out. 
Yes. All of them? Okay. He cool. looks at you sharply. We'll go check it out. With the with the patented Stover Delft, can't you make a goddamn decision for yourself without asking me? <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know it would look good if we all just went... Keystone copped your way out the door. <laughs> excuse us. Excuse us. We all have to go now. Excuse me, pardon me. Excuse me, pardon me. Excuse me, pardon me. Pee-pee group. Coming through. Pee-pee group. <laughs> so what are you doing? Alan just gets up, starts walking towards the door. As do I. Leaving. I don't see a reason why not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the uh, guards to the courthouse outside the courtroom, you know, immediately direct you towards the cells. Rick does not go in first. <laughs> Alec? Sure. Are all of you going then? Well, I know Dallin was going, but yes, Rick sir. said he was going. I don't know why we wouldn't go. Okay. Do we have weapons with us at the moment? No. I, no? No weapons in the courtroom. Well, you still have spells. You are our only hope, Obi-Wan. <laughs> what is this spells? Kenobi. Sorry. In a secure room, past guards, dozens of witnesses, McBannon lies dead. Thought we killed Creed. <laughs> Having smashed his head repeatedly into a wall until his skull cracked, is what it looks like. Is that normal behavior? <laughs> no. You're the healer? How likely is it someone could actually make themselves beat their head in? Which means someone helped him. Flux. Yes. You notice that mingled with the smell of fresh blood is a smell of Nicodemus sleep. It's break. <laughs> Rick has been with us. Like it was Vash. Vash. I knew it. Vash. Vash doesn't. Horrified guards are nearby, trying to babblingly explain nothing useful. <laughs> Did they witness? Step over to the closest one. Couldn't have been Creed. Yeah. It didn't smell like oil, witch oil. It smelled like Nicodemus Lee. Did you see what happened? Comes to attention. Well, we don't know anyone who just smoked Aye, it. sir. Well? He probably killed himself, sir. Not unless he's been smoking Nicodemus Lee, he didn't. Who's been in here? Uh, your cigarette was his. Nah. Would it have enabled him to be able to do that? Would it have enabled him to? Could Nicodemus no. Lee? No. Could it be laced with something you're, you're that would him to do that? He just puffed away on a cigarette. It didn't kill him. And then he stepped over and beat his head against the wall. Uh, I, I wasn't actually watching right then, but it seems like it, yeah. He, he seemed, he seemed amicable. Uh, he the it, it, like he was looking forward to the is, trial. Is the end of the cigarette still here? Yeah. Alec, can you test this for poisons? So, you're telling me. Then, then, he, then, he, then he swayed, he sobbed onto his cot, started whispering to himself. I, we didn't pay much attention. Figured he was trying the sick prisoner trick. But we knew the cell would stop him from using any magic, so it wasn't a threat. And a bit later, he nodded, stood up, asked for a cigarette. Who did he get the cigarette from? He uh, points at the next guy. He kind of... Step here, lad. I'll give some leaf, uh, you know. The cell would prevent... The cell would prevent magic, he said? Yeah. Now, do you have the pouch that you took your... Uh... I, I said he attempted to produce it. Right. I'll get this back to you as soon as I can. What then? Good work. This is supposedly the source of the Nicodemus weed. Make sure there's nothing that someone can blame on the constable. Since, since he said that the spell, well, okay. the spell is supposed to prevent the spell, spells, uh, I'm going to walk in and try and cast Detect Magic. Okay. Uh, yeah, it prevents if the cell is closed. Theoretically, could someone oh, it prevents from magic. okay someone yeah. from the Bleak Gate do this? I mean, there aren't any iron rings. It would be. He seemed very calm. He, he smoked slowly. Didn't didn't say anything again until they finished. Then he, he thanked us and stretched his shoulders shoulders and killed himself. So he just beat his head against the wall once or twice? Uh, maybe a dozen times. How do you do that a dozen times without you all getting in and stopping him? I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I tried. I I, I, I I went and grabbed the key. Maybe it wasn't a dozen, maybe five or six. Still, enough, right? Well, that's obvious. Right. Show me where the key is. 
He does. Well, How he long does the key. It... Actually, he has the key. <laughs> well, where the, the key is stored. Yeah, he does. And this is standard procedure to keep the key in this chamber instead of the guards on watch. It's at the other. It's at the other end of the guard station, right there. But it's standard procedure to keep the key secured here, mm-hmm. right? And this it was one... that that location perfectly visible from where they were. It makes sense. Someone can steal it off them while they're walking by. It's not a prison. These are, these are hold high security holding cells. I'm just making certain I have the details straight. Right. That way I can at least come across to the guards. Like I'm trying to make certain that they're not going to get nailed for what happened. Check over Mayor McBannon's body. McBody? Okay. <laughs> he still bears some of the uh, bruises and such from his treatment of your hands. Apparently having refused any healing. Significant healing. He was going to use that Having refused any him. magical healing that would cover mm-hmm. up his treatment. Right. Because he was going to go. I'm pretty sure Alec wasn't around when you guys were beating him. So I couldn't have done anything about it. You keep telling yourself that. <laughs> what do you mean? Will is saying that as an experienced paladin player. <laughs> I will go look at the word work on this. Well, why? What interesting and what quaint and interesting architecture these villagers have. <laughs> <laughs> why is this a barrel vault? <laughs> oh, the prisoner seems to have tripped. Multiple times. Perhaps you could help him up. Oh, oh, another barrel vault. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> later on, he gets to talk to his former deity. <laughs> I don't care about what sort of spackle you see. <laughs> yes, my lord. <laughs> so, what is popcorn? Was it popcorn ceiling? Yes, my lord. Oh, well, that's different. <laughs> that's different. I well, marvel at that too. Obviously, at some point, whilst you guys are in the midst of this, somebody from here takes a full story of what happened up to the courtroom. Plus, the judge know. The judge informs uh, Lady Saxby. Lady Saxby dispatches Delph to come down here and get a, give her a first-hand report of what has occurred. So he asks you what you guys what? have found out. You can obviously tell him what you know. Uh, yes, sir. Can you find anything on the body that you might have been having conversations with? Anyway, anything on him that could have been a... Like a item? Yeah. Mm, no. Doesn't, nothing you... Nothing... Nothing it's interesting or significant or decorative in the volume at this point. And, and yet they somehow got a spell in here. He did not I wonder if he was having um, <laughs> conversations with his own delusions. Delta, uh, after you tell him what goes on, what's going on, Delta turns to one of the uh, turns to the bailiff to follow him down and says, uh, asks him to go back upstairs and see if there's a spirit medium in the house. Spirit medium? Oh, great. Someone who can talk with death. Oh. Someone who can talk with McBannon's ghost and see if they get some answers. See, I'm thinking now I should have memorized, well, learned interrogation. Turns out, when the spirit medium does come down and try to talk to his ghost, the spirit is not present, which seems to surprise and frustrate the spirit medium no end. Why does that surprise you, madam? Sir? Madam, sir? There are undoubtedly forces in this world that can ensure that a spirit who does not wish to be here need not to be here. Whether the call should be strong enough under any normal circumstances. So you didn't want to be here anymore. I'm sure it has something to do with the bleak gaze. She looks at you like you didn't get a thing she just said. By chance, was there another spirit here talking to you? Yes, but he doesn't have any witch oil on it, but he does regularly communicate and work with beings from no, being no. beyond the bleak I'm gate. Saying. It's quite possible that they're making sure he can't make it through the bleak gate to speak to the spirit medium. She seems to frown at that, but doesn't immediately refute it in any way. And she shook her head when you asked. Mm. Whether, whether there were before, there is no way to tell. Mm. But there is not now. What last foul soul in the world. When Mac- Madon cast uh, Detect Magic, yeah. well, I, had, I was checking with the door closed to see if it would have... She was just seeing if oh. magic would work. No. 
Okay. Can you check to see if there was any spell cast on him? Well, okay, Rosie, it's been a while by this point. <laughs> but you can check. I guess I can. There's nothing on it. Okay. I was going to make certain everybody had the door open. <laughs> Would you open the damn door? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like he's going anywhere. I don't know. Vesh got around. Mm. <laughs> well, they're Jack. I was tapping. I'd really prefer that we not discuss Jacks. I didn't think about that. Well, with the suspect key suspect dead, the trial's wrapped up fairly quickly. You'll be on all counts? <laughs> uh, dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sentence has been commuted. Due to death. Please don't tell me they're releasing him. To Alec. <laughs> <laughs> so you can party with Vesh in the coroner's office. Um, party at Alex tonight. Woo. Oh, yay. You're going to be in the spotlight in Flint for a bit. Mm. Uh, I want you to do about that, but... I could use my disguise. Despite the fact that there are still some potentially loose threads and leads in the case. Yeah. Uh, Lady Saxby assigns them to other agents. She wants you to take a break so your notoriety doesn't disrupt the investigation. And uh, continue to... I'm going to spend some time just working out my anger and frustration, building a tenement. Uh, city puts out the fires, won't be able to rebuild the damage on Calvert Hill just yet. The nettles grow more restless over the next several days, and Rolalos, a new mayor is installed, who works from Definitely an office. Definitely going to have to work on the security <clears throat> thing. Who works in, from an office in Central. Violence between factory workers and bride police intensifies. The ragman takes another few victims over the next couple weeks. Of course he does. At least one day, a week after uh, McBannon's suicide, the city holds a moment of silence. Thousands attend Navarre's state funeral. Oh, Navarre. I was thinking, why are they attending McBannon's? This guy's here. And, we uh, will attend. As I say, assuming any of you attend, you can yeah, also sure. spot Gale observing, you know, provingly from afar. Well, I don't think it's best to point her out because... Oh, there you go! <laughs> that night, that night the skies over Flint are clear. Stars shine bright. Weird. Wow. Well, he'd have liked that. And that is the end of the dying skies here. Okay, I already uh, we already leveled and I already awarded you the money for mm-hmm. the next uh, installment. Yeah, that represents a mixture salary and stipend for your investigation. Yay, stipend! Whatever stipend, that means. Stipend, stipend, whatever. I never seen a hush like that. So to pronounce. That was stipend, but I could be wrong. But I don't it know. Depends what it depends on where you're from. Stipend, stipend, titan, kitten. Yo, what's the what? difference? <laughs> No, that is Greenwich, Green Witch. After the climactic defeat of McBannon and his mysterious suicide in custody, smart investigators might rightfully conclude that the case isn't closed. This was certainly the opinion of Assistant Chief Inspector Stover Delft. Darn. Which, since he's the boss, means, yes, we share that opinion. Who wanted you turning over every stone to get to the bottom of the mystery? Unfortunately, his boss... Did not. As we Decided, pointed out, it will be other agents turning over every stone. Lady Inspector Margaret Saxby, head of the Royal Homeland Constabulary in Flint, ordered you off the case. Hey, you Claims she had missions, quote, more suited to your talents. Uh-oh. But all she's done is assign you banal investigations and busy work. Yep. Yes, it was a kitten that ate the herring. Delft grumbled and fought for you. Everyone knows what motivates the Lady Inspectress, however. She has her eye on politics and... Uh, She's ended the careers of more than a few constables who got too much positive press too fast. He fought for us? 
so He's in sweet. charge. You're supposed to take orders. Delft tries his best to remind you of that without sounding too sullen. When reporters show up, you are to politely suggest they talk with the lady inspectors. Delft assures you that it will blow over in a month or two. You have talked to the lady inspector. Meanwhile, <laughs> another ca- another squad is on the McBannon case. Your job for the next month is to be a gang of glorified security guards. Yay! Wait. The Kaibo Armament and Technology Exposition has come to Flint. The Kaibo <laughs> Armament and Tech Expo. This outdoor festival showcases amateur inventors and giants of the new industrial revolution as they display their creations with great pomp and spectacle. Everywhere you turn, there's another pavilion boasting of the latest miracle of technology, from precision ballistics to steam-powered armor to clockwork pianos that play themselves. Oh, 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 watch the work on this one. Vendors and fairgoers of all nations and races, races cram the aisles to see wonders once limited to the workshops of wizards and the vaults of kings. It is hot, it is crowded, it is littered with experimental weapons. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> the police are charged with mundane concerns like pickpockets and rowdy drunks, but it's up to you to constables to look for greater threats like armed smuggling, espionage, and foreign spies, all of whom may use the fair as cover for their activities. Yay. You are to coordinate your efforts with Sergeant Sarah Lockhart, lead officer on site from the Flint Police each day from the crack of dawn until the afternoon rains disperse the crowds. Your job is to make sure everyone, everything is orderly. The chief inspectors never explicitly gave the order, but Delph recommends you try your damnedest to keep out of the papers. My doctor, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> Experimental weapon. Boom. You don't have to spend all your time there, of course. You are expected to also, you are expected to fulfill the duties that you have. But, you know... Only so many corpses are on a. Uh, yeah. On There's the only so with, many um, dead people per day. <laughs> Thank God. It's probably help. worth mentioning that. I don't want your help. <laughs> do we want to tell uh, Richard about. About. Uh, about the day that. Uh, three weeks, four weeks after um, the case is. McBannon has killed himself. You come in to find Vesh sitting in your office chair. And after you and um, Alec. Alec escort the body back to the morgue, you find that the seven bodies in the morgue are also all fish. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> Whoever did this is gonna be in some trouble. <laughs> well, you can hear them from up here. Yeah, they're the screams. <laughs> And you come in. Hell is going you on. come in and hear about it later. <laughs> how, how long has happened before the expo? Oh, well, this is about a before. I'm not going near your well, morgue anymore from, for a while. The... <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, a month or so. You just better how hope as much as it realizes you. you know, probably will. Uh, I got you. Let me give you a better answer then. Hang on a moment. Let me give you more specific information there. Blocks. <laughs> <laughs> My board's making. Uh, I think she called it. Oh, timeline. She better fix these bodies. <laughs> you gotta admit. <laughs> I promise. I said. I told Eric. There's a spell in here that we shouldn't get blocks. <laughs> and he looks at me. And goes, oh, which one? I said, sculpt corpse. And he kind of looks at me funny. I said, because he would be tempted to turn, <laughs> she would be tempted to turn every uh, everybody in the uh, morgue to look like <laughs> Vesh. So what she did was she purchased one, sco- one scroll of sculpt corpse, <laughs> uh-huh. scribed the spell into her spellbook, and then made 
seven scrolls of sculpt corpse. So that she could then go into the morgue and sculpt seven <laughs> seven corpses to all look like Vesh. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> Does it wear off? These bodies... You should have the details of the spell on your spell sheets. <laughs> How long it lasts. What? Why? Have loved ones? Is a fair question. What? She said, what? Have loved ones? Yes. <laughs> they do. Some of these have to go bare heels, and how are we going to explain Roman it when they look like that? That does not look like ladies. This adventure yeah. begins on the first day of autumn. We don't explain and anything, just tell them they need a close And the last one ended about a week into summer. Okay. So almost three months. Every oh, Friday, yeah. we're going to has dinner with Sir's mom mm-hmm. and sees if things have improved. And he also continues in his it's, off time to the duration look is for the instantaneous. Okay, so it's permanent. <laughs> uh, looks for uh, it has a safety to look for though. Both Sarah and the professor. If you if you pass your will save, you realize that the corpse is not actually that person. And this time, nothing nothing <laughs> real has turned up. And you know, combine that the fact that you have to do it in your off time, which puts you a little bit at a disadvantage because of the off hours, and you just haven't turned up anything. You turn up a couple of false leads in that time. You know, people that might fit the description that when you track down aren't the people you're looking for at all. Someone who says that he knows somebody that knows somebody that you investigate, and it turns out that there's you know no information there. So just some ghost trails to work with. Nobody seems to know what happened to the professor. She disappeared entirely from the university, from Hardright. Her office was left exactly the way she left it, and I'm sure at some point you probably managed to break in and investigate and can't turn up anything that's a lead of any kind, even if you share the paperwork with anybody else when staff here. I'd probably share it with Vlogs. Nothing but stuff that a teacher would have. I just wanted to let it be known that I've kind of got my... You can gauge from the papers and stuff that he finds that she was legitimately a teacher. It wasn't like she was posing or anything because there's a lot of stuff in her notes that are radically innovative ideas if they're pursued by medical science. (laughs) (laughs) Like you have time for research. I know. Bastards. Just making sure that was clear. Mm -hmm. I could read it off my on my downtime, you know, just sit down. Joy. Fall is also the start of the rainy season in research. Rainy season? Yeah. So there's rains every afternoon. Ooh. Of course there is. Sergeant Sarah Lockhart meets with you in the morning. The expo opens. <sighs> oh, goody us. Gets you acquainted with the general layout and makeup. Um, are we supposed to check the wares for safety? You want to play with the stuff. Play with the toys. It's it's purely safety related, right, Flux? We should, we should examine stuff. Examine everything here. That's a lot of stuff to examine. Ooh! Sorry. <laughs> like, ooh! <laughs> I wouldn't deign to suggest any particular course of action for your investigations. Right then, um, right. Uh, go ahead and talk to the sergeant. Oh, that still looks interesting. She does generally suggest that you just kind of look over the fair and get acquainted with it the first day and keep an eye out for trouble. Do they give away free samples? <laughs> <laughs> give me an idea. This is all about. The expo is about two miles southwest of RHC headquarters in the largest public park in Flint. Uh, resembles are a small there tent any city. Large iron rings. Because if there are, I'm just city. out of here. You have to look around, obviously. Yeah, uh, if we're gonna look around. Iron rings. <coughs> it resembles right. a small tent city. Dozens of small booths, a score of modest tents, and a trio of huge pavilions. The pavilions are in the middle. They're a little more semi-permanent. And they're near, uh, near the recently completed and lavishly appointed Kaibo subrail station. The subway station? Yeah. There's a, been a subrail project in the works to Horse-drawn travel or under the nettles. 
Oh, that is so cool. Not with the witch oil under the nipples. It's not. Point. <laughs> Does Dallin find where the firearms are? Oh, I'm certain you do. <laughs> yeah, I give you guys kind of an overview. <laughs> guys standing there start slipping and sliding because of... I tell you what, I'll tell you kind of what you're giving as far as the layout is concerned, and you can tell me what you want, what or if you want to check things out more thoroughly, or what your interests are. Uh, the, the major pavilions in the middle belong there. There's a military tent, the uh, Resuri military, demonstrating its technological grandeur. Um, a, the rail tent, which uh, is a conglomerate of businesses to coordinate the rail, rail, rail ministry, providing some kind of path through an exhibit. And then the industry tent, uh, which highlights how much industry and the factories of Parody Lake have improved life in Flint, kind of ignoring the civil unrest over the last, you know, six months or so. Mm-hmm. It presents a, a vision of the city of the future. In the ring around the main pavilions, there's 20 large tents anchoring the swaths of smaller booths of individual vendors. Lockhart says that these belong mostly to local factories. There's a few national and international arms manufacturers there. Well, we, we should check the international arms ones, just so that we know what we may encounter We should check foreign them agents. all to make sure, not just some of them. Well, no, I'd say we should hit those first. There's a uh, stage area, she points out, on the northern side of the park, where there's daily performances. There's an orchestra that performs some international celebrities and such, occasionally military reenactments. reenactments. And there's some uh, more advanced firearm type of uh, dealers over in that area. Advanced firearms? I've got to see what they're talking about. Damn, it costs how much? For you, Constable. <laughs> all you need do is look the other way. <laughs> but Talon, go for that. <laughs> that's, that's for a uh, master crafted one, right? Plus one magic bonus. Well, it's always a pleasure doing business with Draenor. <laughs> well, I could see. Isn't that a new weapon? Whoa, my critic. Didn't you have a new weapon last week? No, no, I've always had this pistol <laughs> and rifle. And other rifles. And full set of reloads. It's still got the plastic film on the screen. Um, I told you we were going to have to kill him. <laughs> so what's your uh, what's your basic strategy? Dallin is going to try to do his best to drag himself away from the uh, advanced firearms. He's going to, however, find himself going advanced firearm area, go look at something else, advanced firearm area, <laughs> go look at something else. So he's going to take an interest in the gun stage area. Yeah. What about the Rusty? Oh, that is hard to say because... I'm going to start at the entrance. You're going to watch the people going by? How very lawful of you. Entrance? Well, I'm not going to stay at the entrance. I'm going to start at the uh, entrance uh, uh, and then I'm going to... I think one of the main points of entry. Walk in. Is it fenced off or is it just open? It's mostly open. So basically you have to be walking a perimeter. No, that's not what I meant. I'm not watching people go in. I start at one point... And where we start, and okay. then I, like, push my hand to make different shops. I'm not specifically going to specific ones. I get what you're saying. Brick old pick a booth and just kind of start going in and out. What are we like supposed to be? We're just getting used to the just, just meeting people and looking around, introducing himself. So he's going trouble. To split up all independently? I don't know. It's possible that Phlox might wind up being dragged along by Dallin. You've got to take a look at this. I swear, it's got a rotating chamber... Where you put cartridges. You don't load it from the muzzle. One of the uh, ten- tents that isn't actually a tent in this case that's near the uh, pavilions is an open patch of ground that belongs to, according to the signage, Apex Tower Construction. And they are starting the foundations of a tower. 
Right there? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Is that okay? Are they allowed to just start building stuff? They're digging a bit to lay foundation, stone, steel. They've got a lot of their construction materials there. There's a company that's been experimenting with different fuels for mechanical engines. Does any of them smell like witch oil? <laughs> well, it's one of the bigger tents. I mean, that's... Uh... <laughs> It's going to be really hard to tell if all the steps over. It's not like the place, you know, otherwise smells clean. <laughs> Which oil has... I'm worried this? about that one. He's sniffing the engine. Better not get too close. His beard might get caught. <laughs> Watch out for iron rings. Let's just hope people don't have those. No! I'm pretty sure that a ring is not going to do anything. Are you wandering around sniffing Unless they have slugs. No. <laughs> but you were taking an interest in the tent. Yeah, just, well, I've like I said, I've I gone in and out of all of them, and since you mentioned that one specifically, engines running on different types of things, it got my brain thinking about that day. Yeah, see that? That day which is fresh in your mind? That day which will live in infamy? That day which I really live every night when I smoke my Nicodemus leaf until I fall asleep in my chair. He's gonna get addicted. You're such a cheery guy. I do my best to be good at work. How many bottles of liquor do you drink, too? I'm not much of a drunk. Yeah, eventually, though, their escalation is part of the process of addiction, you realize. It doesn't, if you do it regularly, it doesn't have as much of an impact. You need more. Mixing it up gives you other options. Choline Fuel Prospectus is what they call it. The research group's owner, a woman named Colleen, is uh, more than happy to discuss your interest, which she finds you kind of sniffing around the tent, so to speak. Sure, a picture of the professor and ask her if she's ever seen her. Doesn't seem to have. She asks you some questions about, you know, whether or not she's somebody that, uh, is she a buyer or is she... She's an inventor. She is not. She had some very clever ideas and she was working out all? the engine. He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Gonzel's cannery, half-orc culinary entrepreneur, I'm not sure showing I like off it. his canned foods. It'll never catch on. Leon Tamur, mechanical orchestra. What will never catch on? Canned foods. <laughs> Which, near as you guys can tell, are crank-powered musical instruments that play themselves. Very it's clever. Showpiece orchestra has a piano, four violins, each that play just one string, a small drum set, bellows that pump through bassoons and oboes. And it is a racket when he gets gets it rolling. Not a good one, right? Maybe he might try tuning them? <laughs> you think the part? Or getting them to play the same song at the same time? Is this a human that created that, or is it a... Uh, yeah. He's got kind of a perpetual kind of half smile and a wink. It's tall, kind of you know, kind of skinny. Pemberton Industries has a has a tent. Not sure what it's about. Damn those Pembertons! It's guarded. <laughs> Stupid. They're polite. And they turn people away. They seem to be turning the public away mostly. Oh. Not not in, not in terms of people trying to go in there. I mean, just kind of making people you know. I'm kind of public. You do not want to look at this. So what happens when we try to go in? You are. RHC. But I mean, no, you are. There's no. I'm trying to think of the right word. You are stalled. You are not. Not you are stopped in your tracks. You are. I you know. just a moment. Let me check to see if uh, so and so is ready for uh, visitors. It's a delicate process. You understand. Bluster, bluff, delay. Lord Pemberton is not here. Continue trying to get in. I'm not. They we are. have to make sure that everything's safe. Everything is safe. That's why we're here. Do they have the authority to keep the authorities out? Uh, unless there's some reason for you to think there's something going on, probably. Okay, then I'll... But I'll go on, but I'll keep Lord my Ship eye on that place. to be here? I haven't been told. Not worth my bid. But we'll be back. Have a good day. 
Selsham, Session, excuse me, has a... Uh, Alkahist stand? Has a tent, yep. Session's Alkahist and Alchemicals. By the way, do you make glue? Makes... Glue. I don't think he makes glue, does he? He makes solid. Makes solid the opposite of glue. Can you, can you recommend How him? How many of you guys actually met Session? Session. But was he the? He was I thought we all met him. He ran. Yeah. He ran the Alcahest factory. He yeah. ran the Alcahest factory. We... He was the adoptive father of Melissa. Melissa Hume. Yeah. We all met him during the interview process. We. Huh? Were we all there though? I Not think Dallin was. was and Dallin and. Uh, I, I, I know Dallin and Fox and. I think Dallin and, and what's his head were, were, were there then? not Bish. there. I thought I was there Bish. when we interviewed him. And there, it was only four of us there. Oh, that's right. That's when Dallin and Vesh were down at the Thinking Man. Okay, I thought Dallin met him when the his uh, the arsons hit his uh, warehouse. Flocks went in and got him, got mm-hmm. him out. Yeah, and he was. And it wasn't afterwards. like then. It wasn't like then. Yeah, you guys probably met him in the aftermath. There's no reason to think otherwise. Everybody was conscious, I think, except for Magan, and you met him earlier. So, but I was just curious how many of you he would recognize. And he is more than uh, more than welcoming. You know. Hey. Oh. He's here riding kind of a wave of popularity after some of the events that occurred in the summer, which he, in no small way, thanks you for. And he's uh, selling intricately edged glass and weapon, glass and weapons to fairgars, and he lets people take a taste. He's, he's got this game that he's put together that'll give you guys a chance to try it if you want to. It's the taste the acid game, really just strong liquor. Ah, well I'll give that a try. Yeah. He's willing to hook you guys up with as many free drinks as you want while he's at it. Sure, I'll go. <laughs> this is not acid. <laughs> Well, you'd never be able to tell from the taste. <laughs> well, I hadn't been a drinker. Funny how uh, Dallin keeps coming back by this tent. <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's his third kick today. We're gonna have to cut him off. <laughs> um, Here, I made you some coffee! Because <laughs> she, she made it, you know, that she likes it. <laughs> Like he does only, you know. We've called Swords of Tomorrow. That one does take a moment to take uh, <laughs> Session aside and points out, now I'm not certain as to how much of this has been released, but we found out that the one who uh, killed Melissa was a man by the name of Creed. Last we saw, I put a pistol round into him. I think Magan did something finger wiggly at him and he caught on fire and then fell into a uh, what was basically a large pool of oil. And was never heard from again. No, well, we saw the, the floating charred bits afterward. I thought you'd like to know. No less is appropriate. My thanks. Have a drink. Oh, thank you. And the other main tent around the area is called the Trinket Stand. The Trinket Stand. <gasps> Do they sell trinkets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, actually several trinket sellers that have pulled together to get a little tent for snow- business. Kill us snow globes? What's snow? I don't think so. Huh? Oh, wait, I wouldn't know what snow is, because the world's going to be covered in ice. We know what snow is, we just don't ever have any. I don't think I've ever seen real snow before. I'm from Crystallia. Speak for yourself, Google. I said I. I haven't ever seen it. I changed my mind, though. You can find snow globes. A couple. <laughs> of course, you have to be very careful, because they actually have real snow in them. What? <laughs> <laughs> Break. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Oh, look at this! It's cute! <laughs> Wonderful idea, Alec! Shake, 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 shake. I could buy one for my mom! She would the love this! Gun Alley stage on the north side is backed by a wooded hill and so, shaded by a large canopy. 
with a big field in front of it. There's some various uh, tents and such kind of wrapped around the field. Uh, Rock Rackus's trip tent, famed explorer, musician Rock Rackus, who is apparently going to be doing some conferences, apparently. And lectures, book signings. Uh, Rock Rackus, he's so tall! <laughs> Isn't he dreamy? Find a stat Alec. on him here. That's when he's a dwarf. Christmas 18. Wow. Um, told you he was I'll, I'll take your word phone. on that. Uh, there's a shooting range. Ah, I'm letting people try their wares. The uh, gentleman in charge of it introduced himself as uh, Timothy Lammers. We met just a few minutes ago. Veteran in two wars. Where the changes. He's missing yeah, half of his lower jaw. Ooh, that's so he talks a little. I thought um, the bottle was starting to... <laughs> but he's letting people test fire weapons sold by nearby vendors. Ah. Making sure they don't shoot themselves or anyone else. I'll ammo. I'll be short for uh, a dwarf named Alphonse Iron Gut. A terrible so, um, a dwarf. A variety of magical ammunition that is huge to his feet. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's dropping. So what a terrible gnome name. And Badger Gun. pair of twin gnomes. The run Badger Gun. Badgers. Gnomes and... Badgers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you don't have one. You should invest. Gnome, <laughs> badger, and a nun walk into a bar. Oh, sorry, Fox. Um, I think he's found a new bar. <laughs> the gnomes uh, are named Fildy and Delphi. Not Fildy and Dilly? Mm. <laughs> Fildy and Delphi. And uh, they appear to have found a way to happily combine their two favorite things in all the world. Badgers and guns. Badgers. Well, I can see this. I'm not sure it's we can badgers. let them stay open. Uh, <gasps> badgers shooting guns. <laughs> badgers? We don't need no stinking badgers. Wait a minute, isn't that McGon's line? At least honey badgers. <laughs> honey badgers got no love. It's a musket. Honey badger don't care. Magical musket. <laughs> <laughs> it's a magical musket that allows the wielder to, according to Filthy or Delphi, whoever it is that's talking at the time, summon a badger after hitting a target. He presents this information like it is the most exciting thing anyone has ever <laughs> thought of. Ever. So they don't the shoot badgers out, they just summon them after they've been hit, right? Seems horrified that you would shoot a badger out of a gun. <laughs> the other thing is twin brother. <laughs> Seems like he just thought of something no one had ever thought of before. Oh my god. Shut up! Badgers just don't care. Oh, I think they will. <laughs> Pretty sure they don't care. Can you imagine trying to load the badger gun? <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine the damage when that fucker shot it? <laughs> misfire. Misfire. Also, also Nock's gun. Nock is a, a half giant from Bear. He points out that if a gun that shoots one bullet is good, one that shoots seven bullets is better. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> how big is the gun? Unfortunately, current gun barrels aren't strong enough to survive the shot without magical girding, so it's pricey. The gun has some recoil issues for people shorter than about seven and a half feet, <laughs> but he still has them for sale if you're interested. I believe that's referred to as siege weaponry. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be happy to demonstrate it. Ooh. All right. And he doesn't want to hand it. Uh, he'd have to fire it, though. I'd rather not have me shoulder broken in me ass and bed. The knock gun. <laughs> Here's the description. The blast from the seven barrels of this heavy gun tears its targets to shreds. Each barrel may be fired individually or all fired at once. 
A single barrel deals 1d4 and 1d6 damage depending on the weapon's size. When all barrels are fired at once, the wielder suffers a minus 6 penalty to the attack roll, but the shot requires only one attack action instead of 7. After firing all barrels at once, the wielder must make a fortitude save, <laughs> DC equaling the damage dealt, or be knocked prone following the attack. If the save is failed by five or more, the wielder is dazed and deafened for one round. <laughs> it is a two-handed firearm. It costs 10,000 gold pieces. It does 74 damage, or 76 damage for medium size. Uh, it has a range increment of 10 feet. <laughs> Misfires on a 1 to 4, 30-pound weapon. You sure you don't want to shoot it? I just want to see it shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, way to go to get your name in the book. You got it, huh? <laughs> we get that you have a really big gun. <laughs> Uh, and then the other thing that's near the gun stage is that Steve Howard well, armor. Fortitude save, he gets knocked down in days. A group of human and teething engineers from Danor, um, apparently organized by a, a straw-chewing halfling named Aloquitius, who t- talks about pleasantly while they're busy behind him, have constructed a prototype of a new kind of armor that uses steam power to enhance the wearer's strength, speed, and resilience. Seems dangerous. It's an exosuit? It's experiencing some technical difficulties, but um, I really want to test out the arm-mounted flame spewer. My favorite. As long as all your permits are in order. I wish, wish I knew why it wasn't... Uh, mm. Why it wasn't what? Steam-powered, huh? Mm. Okay, the way it should. Did you check the... Um, and blah, 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 blah. I can't think of what you would... She moves into talking about in, in a language that... <laughs> <laughs> Dylan halfway understands since he does engineering. <laughs> I have to stay looking on face. Uh, once you get into it, though, he's more than happy to take you back to take a look at the armor. Trick's on behind. I'm going to go on. Awesome. <laughs> it uh, apparently has some magical components to it, though. Do you have knowledge or camera? Yes! I just took it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the finger wiggly bits. <laughs> Dice are up there. I 20! Natural? No. Imaginary. <laughs> oh. You yeah, they're rolling not dice. They roll well for me every time. How about an 11? <laughs> What's your bonus? That, no, that's with the bonus. That's not true. It'd be 13. What that tells you is that at a glance, Yeah. it would take you a little bit to kind of look it over and figure out how the magical components go together to help with what, what they're doing. So if you want to Spend a little time here and forego the trumping around for a bit. You think you could probably help to figure it out. Okay. This is not exactly my place. Have... Oh, I'm sorry, but they don't have corpses or us here. And then there's other vendors with more mundane arms or gun themed accessories like holsters, bandages, paintings, ten penny novels about yeah. gunslingers. Yeah, yeah. That's on dead people. Not on dead people. Sometimes it's on living people. <laughs> so what are you going to do while Phlox gets stuck in? Well, Don's going to listen in as much as he understands. Kind of getting a glaze look when they start talking about the magical elements of it. But he probably follows the uh, references towards the steam power. And he probably follows the bit about the arm-mounted flame spewer. But after a little while, he's going to pat Phlox on the back and say, I'll be moving along to the next gun stand. Uh-huh. <laughs> Show me your notes later. All right. Knock was still encasing everything at the next booth over, so I'll be ready for a demonstration in a little while. I'm just wandering around. Wandering aimlessly? Yeah. Well, pretty much. Same. 
On your own? Yeah, probably. No, with McGon. No. Not unless she comes up to him, no. <laughs> you, you know, just sort of watching the crowd, watching the stuff, sort of glancing here and there. Were um, any of the three of you going to check out any of the main pavilions? Yeah. Yeah. I said there's a military tent, a rail tent, mm-hmm. an, industri- an industry tent, and they're all fucking huge. Definitely the military tent. I was yeah. thinking the industry, just to see. Definitely hitting the military tent. I'll get the rail tent, I guess. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. Well, the, the resorting military is here to demonstrate its technological grandeur. Officers guide guests through small models of famous battles, each with progressing levels of technology. There's a small museum on site showcasing weapons and armor. Well, we might actually see a model of the... You might actually see a model of the Colton. Try to win propaganda points by presenting firearms as if they're a natural development, while offering only brief mentions of magic in combat. There is a uh, massive installation that uh, you... They have a passing familiarity of conceptually, but never got, haven't gotten to see yourself really. This plays a cross section of a scaled down RNS Colt Hung. I've heard about this bit. For a, a gold, for a gold piece, a visitor can fire a cannon into the outer hole. Two people. Small fields littered with flattened cannonballs. <laughs> the uh, rail tent, there is one path through this exhibit. It starts on the, you know, kind of guided as you come on in. First models show the mechanics behind steam engines. Which I'm sure is a little eyeball glazing. <laughs> then there's a kind of ominous hallway that has a relief map of the Avery Coast, which is the uh, coastline between Shale and Flint, west of Flint, with a model train constantly running the length. You recognize pretty quickly that it's powered by magical means, so it's not a mechanical device. The model, you know, uh, flags mechanically rise and fall as the train passes through foreign nations, and a, a guide helpfully points out that the rail line funded mostly by the Norans, is almost ten times as long as Reeser's own railroad. Our exhibit climaxes with a huge room thrumming with the sound of trains. There's a scale model of research showing five majestic rail lines crisscrossing the country while guides tout how much the nation will prosper from faster travel. It's all very noisy. What about all this noise and smoke? Wait, no, that's actually Alec being there. Mm-hmm. I'm over at the military. See, the industry tent... Uh, the factors, the factories. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how much industry and factories apparently lay to improve life in flow. City of the future. Steamboat adorned with gorgeous women cruises an indoor lake in the tent. Subtle fans in the ceiling clearing out the steam. There's a model of the city enchanted with an illusion showing heroic smokestacks sticking up from the cloudwood. Steel towers rising everywhere. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's one word for it. I like the fact that heroic is in quotes. <laughs> wow, the city of the future. But you're, I thought it was supposed to be covered in snow. Okay, you, uh, Flux, you'll also, once you have figured that okay. out, you'll need to make a disabled device check to be able to uh, help them trip out the other one. What's your, what's your bonus? You can take 10. Okay, it's a 7. Okay, so that's not going to be sufficient either. That's going to take you a little while to. You do hear the report from Nock's gun <laughs> as Nock fires his gun at the shooting range so Dallin can see how it uh, affects the targets. <laughs> That's an impressive weapon you got there! Oh! <laughs> I said! That's an impressive weapon! Thank you! What? <laughs> Throws you a thumbs up. <laughs> but as far as we can tell, nobody's being mischievous or anything like that right now. Aside from the fact that they're BS artists? Mm-hmm. What? BS artists. <laughs> I don't think that's against the law, though. Nope. Politicians are that way, too. (laughs) 
Rock Rackus, meanwhile, is uh, shouting and is interrupted in the middle of his shouting, shouting at his stagehands. His stage crew is apparently trying to set up massive moon-themed props. What, what, what were the he and his crew trying to set up? The stagehands are setting up moon, moon-themed props. Hey, hmm. no. Little bear some hey. point in the midst of this. That one kind of looks like bricks. Whilst your hearing is recovering and you can hear the shouting kind of resume. Right over there. And you're still waiting on flocks. You also notice a uh, another dwarf on site nearby, leaning against a kind of a post where there's a group of posts set out marking something that hasn't been set up. It's your kinsman. Close-cropped blonde dwarf watching rock rapids. Like a hawk. So you have a stall here too, or a tent. Look how a little garden frowns. Me? I said, you have a stall or tent here too. I heard you. Hey, did you see Nock fire his gun? I heard it. I was right there. I saw the whole thing. Have we met before? I don't think so. Down in Dallin Thundersmoke. From the papers. Ah, well, just doing my duty. Gorbatek. Kibati Gorbatek. Gorbatek, pleasure to meet you. So, you have a, a weapon tent? Nay, nee, I was just checking out the fair. Ah, a lot of fascinating things here. That there be, that there be. I'm not talking loud, am I? <laughs> not at all. Good, good. <laughs> you also notice that he is armed with... Such your tangents to kill. <laughs> a rifle. <laughs> That's an interesting looking weapon you have there. Could say the same. Did you like it? It looks interesting. Nah, be it in the papers. I don't have time to read them, so I don't worry about it. Just doing my job, trying to help keep Riser safe. You're a constable, right? Aye, that I am. But you're not um, domestic. I'm part of the RHC, the Royal Homeland Constabulary. Right. RHC is kind of renowned for their um, feverish loyalty to Risa. Well, we are Rizuri, after all. So you're Rizuri by... By birth, aye. My family lives uh, along the Avery Coast, about another, oh, 100 miles or so. We can give you the exact coordinates. <laughs> Just put it in your GPS. <laughs> Latitude, 72 by... <laughs> 23 minutes declination. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to meet him or kill him. <laughs> or kill him. <laughs> they run their own modest gun shop. Don't you get lonely not to be seeing a bunch of your own kind around you all the time? Ah, uh, well, I see the occasional lass or lad wandering through. One of my co-workers is also a dwarven. Lass by the name of Dina. Dina. Dina, Dima, uh, she'll bop me over the head for mispronouncing it sooner or later. Right now she just rolls her eyes and mutters something about eschatology. Them's the people that think the whole world's gonna end up in a frozen block of ice. There's something to that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Now is this theology or uh, engineering? Take that McBannon fella, for example. <laughs> oh? What is, he was up to something. Nothing to do with ice. Well, <laughs> all I know is that... What's the chief inspector's name? Uh, Susan... Uh, Lady, Lady Margaret Saxby. Lar- Mar- Lady Margaret Saxby. All I know is that the Lady Margaret Saxby has things well in hand and is the one anyone should turn to for any proper information on the source or subject. Pulled out the little card he had it written on. <laughs> 
I'm not a reporter. You never tell when one might be eavesdropping. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. like experience. <laughs> tell me, McBonnet, he did himself in, didn't he? Where did you hear that? <laughs> they got around. Hmm. Was he uh, content at the end? Well, not as I was there to witness anything. The Lady Margaret Saxby <laughs> would be the best source of information <laughs> for any concerned citizens. I swear the... I will take it up with the Lady Saxby in my first real opportunity. <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> Pulls out a tip flap. Care for a shot? I do not know what you've been drinking, and I do not need any of it. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> Good stuff! Uh, excuse me. Mind if I ask where you got your weapon at? I passed the barrel. I had it for a while. But it's definitely a rifle and not a musket. Yeah. So you don't recall? Of course I recall. But a man's got to have his secrets and the end comes. Well, I think that looks interesting. Might be worth getting one myself. I don't mind. Good day, Constable. I suggest you just you take it from his cold, dead body. That'll come here. <laughs> well, well have a good day yourself! Uh, what was your name again? Gervistay? Concern. Aye. And then your first name, that was... Aye. Aye, Gervistay? As he's getting further away. Start tracing after him. I'd hate to be rude and not have your name right! He kind of... Glances back over his shoulder and oh, shakes his dear. head in wonderment and keeps walking. <laughs> yeah, weirdest fucking dwarf on the face of the planet. Stop. Oh, he hangs around with the gnome. It's not entirely his fault. You're blaming this on flocks? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the gnome who went ahead and disguised seven random corpses as a former team member. After a few more minutes, flocks are able to kind of put together what you think the problem is, and the, uh, the Denorans don't seem to have thought of it, so they Better seem pretty not. excited to try and source it out. Okay. Uh, Alquishus invites you to stop in later. Oh yes, I fully intend to see it functioning. She goes home and starts working on her own. <laughs> she comes in the next day in a steam power <laughs> I am Roboflox. <laughs> don't move, creeps. <laughs> I am Roboflox. Good day, citizen. Good day, citizen. What was the, the dwarf's name again? Darvis Day or? Nope. Oh, seriously? You seriously? Tell you? His interest is piqued by the rifle he had. Kavarti Gorbate. Gorbate. K A V A R T E. K V A R T I. T I. G O R B A T I Y. Gorbat I Y. Okay, I'll head off in search of... Uh, there you are, Flox! <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting over by uh, Knox's weapon stand. I think he's tested his weapon, or showed off his weapon firing twice so far. I think it's a bit loud. <laughs> you think? I really wish that spell that didn't allow you to yell. <laughs> See? <laughs> Another spell you could have taken. So... What was the problem with the uh, steam-powered armor? With the flame, with the arm-mounted flame spewer? You're really gonna tell him all about it. <laughs> I can just see his eyes. It's Giver Nandy was on backwards. <laughs> it's Giver <laughs> <laughs> Nandy, really? Well, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess those can be rather uh, delicate. 
Very much so. Could you stop yelling, yelling at me now? What are you talking about? You need to speak up a little. They suggest you come back by, you know, about an hour past lunch and kind of check it out. Okay. You're very loud. What's that? You want to see one of the steam exhibits? This is the part where she slaps him and walks away. <laughs> no, this is when she pulls out her um, re- her newly replaced uh, key mold, pulls out the wax and sticks it in her ears. <laughs> so I was watching Knox's display. You don't think I'm talking a bit loud, do you? You guys have any particular plan to meet for lunch or anything? Uh, I, I think we were just going to sort of rendezvous back and say, yeah, nothing's happened so far. I made oh. sandwiches! Sure, we're on the page. with the gay guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm totally no, just you kidding. weren't. <laughs> so you are gonna run it for lunch. <laughs> Pancake sandwiches. What? No, pancakes. <laughs> Paninis. Brick knows what he wants. <laughs> There's no pancakes. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay. There's Any nothing gay about, about a man who can cook. Other There's than... a lot of things gay about a man who can cook. It doesn't necessarily mean that he is. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Alec. I, am I being loud again? Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> ham or something. They're supposed to take out the bones and the meat. <laughs> says for flocks <laughs> <laughs> I'm pr- it's probably been- how long has it been since the beginning what of time yeah no. <laughs> since oh, the beginning of six the, months of the ge- of the game since the first session of the campaign yeah about six months six months yeah. oh that been longer okay okay that's all well, I know ba- basically we just yeah, nothing's really happening so far. Everybody's just looking at the... Yes, kind of compare notes or anything. Yeah, sure. Well, there's this half-giant. We know. By the name of Nock. We know. Too loud again. What's kind of the uh, strategy after lunch? Well, I'm going to avoid Nock's display. You're going back? I said I'm going to avoid. Means I'm not going near the place. Are you deaf? <laughs> You're making me deaf. Now I can't use the line. <laughs> Didn't you hear what I said? They should have the steam powered. They should have the steam powered armor up and ready after lunch. I Flux said that they had their bender backwards. Okay. <laughs> Was there anything interesting at the military pavilion? Not to speak of. The opportunity to fire a cannon for a gold piece. Besides that. No, not really. They were giving gold pieces? No. You know, you have to pay. The displays are particularly interesting in and of themselves, but it's just a big exhibition. So should we have been watching the people in these places or the stalls? We were getting to know the area. Ah. So we don't lunch, just go back to meandering. If you're going to have a shit job, you might as well do it right. Right. Kind of the attitude about you guys' assignments in general, I imagine. (laughs) Oh, and I'm really out 
this uh, little card. The lady, uh, Amberly Saxton? Wasn't that it? I think your note card may be a little smudged. <laughs> I memorized that card two months ago. Hey, I can try my disguise hacks now. Make herself look like a younger version of herself, maybe four foot four rather than... Still super long hair? <laughs> Who knows, maybe mingle in there, and maybe see what others might not be seen. Like the kid, pickpockety. And taking it back to this one guy who Okay, Dallin's going to be keeping his eye out for... The go the garbati the garbati. So how long are we gonna wander before we meet back up? End of shift or afternoon rains? Um, let's give it another two hours or so. That way we we should probably check in with the constables, find out what's been happening too. Do you want to do that, Flux? <laughs> of course. Ah, right, good. Well, that's taken care of. I'll be over by the uh, concessions. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Alec you're going to be standing by? Is Alec heading towards the concessions? Mm-hmm. Why would I go over there? Because he brought lunch. Alright, <laughs> but he didn't bring any beer. We're on duty. How can you have a proper lunch without two or three tankards? We shouldn't be drunk. <laughs> Who's anything about drunk? I'm a dwarf. What? <laughs> <laughs> Lightweight? Like I said, he's a lush. No, he's not. He can stay upright while you're laying back on the ground going... Lushes can stay upright when everybody else is toast. Nope, Icon is just better than most people's. <laughs> Lush. <laughs> it's a matter of body mass. There's a lot of mass! Hey, you're a wee delicate slip of a lass. You were 65 pounds more than you. were talking about flop. <laughs> I do? <laughs> wow, you weigh negative 30 pounds. <laughs> No, Dallin, he's 240. 204. 204. Oh, <laughs> that changes things a little bit. Excuse me. You're 29 pounds heavier than <laughs> Yeah, but he's like two feet shorter. <laughs> so, you and I make a Dallin. <laughs> <laughs> With my 33 pounds. <laughs> so, you're going to head over to the... Steam, yeah. Steam power armor tent. Yeah. Who's going to be with her at that point? Well, well if it doesn't look like she's heading over towards the constables, I'll slip up behind her and... So we'll go out to the con- go speak to the constables afterwards then. I'll hang out with Dallin. Not not Dallin, but Alec. Oh, He's Alec so around. sexy. Uh-huh. He. Well, right now I'm uh, I use my disguise hat for a shirt. Four foot four. It seems like you were on the right track. They're still working on it when you get there. But little kid looking. Alec Bush says that he's confident that they're almost. It's almost ready to try out again. Hmm. I wonder if they have any injections. There's a <laughs> bit more crowd in this area after midday. People having worked their way more from the going right towards the bigger tents to see what right. the big stuff is and kind of work their way through the fair, you know, some through the rest of the expo. Yeah. And more people turning out. Now, I'm certain Knox's occasional display of uh, marksmanship will draw people as well. So when screams start to erupt from the fairgoers. Okay. In the stage area. You're not that far away. And uh, able to take about three steps and see that area better. Okay. Oh, it's a rock star's been assassinated. The there's fairgoers mm-hmm. running in a panic okay. past the opening of the tent that you guys are hanging out. Go the direction that they're running from, because that's what something what we do. Horrid is pursuing them. Okay. 
Um, okay. One massive creature looks like a little more than a ring of flesh and bone with teeth pointed inward and lashing tentacles extending outward. Uh, the tentacles have already grasped one bystander. Uh, looks like a young dwarf and he dangles in the air. Looks big enough he could probably swallow a man whole, though it doesn't have a throat as far as you can tell, just a gaping maw. There's a couple smaller monsters, monsters buzzing about in the sky like fleshy dragonflies the size of man's sleek bodies and elephant-like trunks that end in sharp beaks. The skin of all three monsters shift from a brown dappled ivory to a glossy translucence as if they can't decide whether they're solid or not. More shit from beyond the bleak gate. A human male with long, long blonde hair stands amidst the chaos holding a solid gold staff in his right hand, firing uh, magical bolts from the staff. A moment later, a third dragonfly beast materializes beside him. Is he firing magical bolts at the creatures? Yes, seems to be. Roll perception checks, you three. What three? Since those three that aren't there. Since screams are screams. And Jason got up and left the room. <laughs> he would like to take your roll. says, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. It's a good day to retire. Fox is coming in that she might just run with the crowd. <laughs> I was just carrying it on and couldn't make any headway. And with me being four foot four now. Probably could have borrowed someone from somebody here, you know. I know a lot of people that have touchy dice issues, so I just went to grab from the generic bowl. Start up. your dice still in your car? Natural 20 for a 25. Nice. Okay, you hear it immediately and can immediately tell how far it is. Uh, or what direction it is. And you don't happen to be at that point too far from the gun stage area. Shrink! Run! I had an 18. Okay, go ahead, everybody give me initiative rolls. Even if you're not aware of what's going on yet, you can go. Oh, okay.